Roughly 9,100 indie artists like you made north of 50 grand on streaming revenue just on Spotify last year. Consistent content is mission critical to creating that kind of revenue on a digital platform, and video content is the key. Today, we're going to talk about the different kinds of video content you can use to promote each single. Welcome to the time! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage and revenue in the music business. That's why we called it the climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. Revenue is leverage. You get what you want. That's what you'll need to make it in this business. That's a Baxter from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Had a couple number ones last year. Going to get a couple number ones this year, I predict. That's my hot take on 2021 for Mr. Brent Baxter. And uh, what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how to write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then on the regular, he's going to get you in front of the pros to start building the relationships you need to make it in this world. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Listen, if you're an artist looking to increase your streams and blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's Production, singular, no S, and there's no S because there is no other Johnny D. Hey, brother. What's going on? Man, I'm just sitting there admiring your step and repeat, your your thing behind you, like you with the daredevil and the climb. And, uh, ooh, we might you be able like to put that? up some video now. So if you're seeing this, <laughs> hi. Um, so some funny stuff right here. Okay, so look at this little white dot right here okay i see a little white dot there's a little white dot on the okay. okay so um in the vector file for the climb logo yeah okay the <laughs> artist i had this done on uh on fiverr the artist clearly had a different guitar that they used <laughs> and didn't erase that from the vector file when they chose to go with the acoustic one i remember the first version had that electric one I'm like no can you make it look like acoustic because it just I think it's yeah. going to translate better, like in just a strictly white kind of a thing. Yeah. And so they did a great acoustic guitar, but I'm like, what the hell are these white specks on this thing? Just little specks from the other guitar? And then I, then I remembered, oh, yeah. It's not like in the, you know, like when you're yeah, in like Illustrator. Because I never see it. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> so no, they're just dots. Because it's cut up, but they, uh, they didn't think to, I wonder, I wonder if he wants that. Like maybe he should... Maybe get rid email of the guy. Uh, yeah. See if that's maybe a mistake, because it's just out there in the middle of nowhere. And this there. looks like a yeah, just some dots, a little little black sharpie, man. <sighs> Listen, little you know what? Sharpie. I took action. I took action. That's right. Oh, I didn't think about that little sharpie, little sharpie. black tape. There you go. Little, See? little, little electrical tape, a little sun. So around the system, man. Thank Just, you. you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. <laughs> you know, in the old music business. You'd get the label, you'd release a single, you worked the single for six months, and then you would spend an insane amount of money on a music video for the single, and you would put that on a huge platform like MTV or CMT or BET, mm -hmm. where millions of people were watching it at any given moment. And that was a very, very effective promo tool. But it's a different landscape today and need a lot more video content. And I'm seeing... Exactly zero of it. I mean, I see like a video. Sometimes I get this kind or that kind, or maybe somebody uses two kinds. But mm -hmm. really, when you're in a release strategy for music, I mean, and honestly, you should probably always, almost always be in a release strategy for music, right? <laughs> yeah. While you're working on the next one, mm -hmm. if you've got a 12-song CD, you should be releasing all 12 songs, one a mm -hmm. month, and there should be a release strategy with video content for each song and now that you know it's so much less expensive to record 
music mm-hmm. and it's also much less expensive to record video we don't need to spend you know 60 grand a million dollars if you're michael jackson on a music video we can do it a lot better and there's just some different kinds that we're going to talk about to give everybody a really good idea of how they should be approaching this and why it works so that's what we're going to tackle today but before we get into that let's take mm-hmm. care of some business we are grateful thankful proud as peacocks to be a young peacock captain you got a little fly <laughs> on this one <laughs> proud as peacocks to be <laughs> <laughs> to be on the uh, American Songwriter Magazine's podcast platform, ASPN. So to all of our longtime climbers here, mm-hmm. if you followed us over to that platform, check out some of those other shows on that platform. It's great. And for those of you that found us on the American Songwriter Magazine platform, welcome to the climb. We'd That's love right. to welcome. have you here. And uh, we're all about helping you move ahead. Please join the Climb community on Facebook. This is a thriving, growing Facebook platform. Singers, songwriters, indie artists, indie musicians, co-writes getting hooked up, people talking about different promo things they tried, what worked, what didn't work, different things you can do. Hey, I got a friend. I got a guy. He does this. He does that. I got a girl. She's sick with this, you know, with the logos and stuff like this. This is a great kingdom of your peers. I just came Mm -hmm. up with that. (laughs) kingdom of your peers i like it yeah so you get to promote your wins on there on wins wednesday right that's where we allow you to do it but this is not keep keep in mind guys this is for you to find other musicians and other people that are on your level this is not really who you're going to market to so you're not really promoting your stuff as much as you're saying hey man check it out i just did this and i'm really proud and you're going to have a lot of support from this group and they're going to be like man that's awesome. Congratulations. But somebody just posted some freaking content about a live show they've got somewhere and BFE, right. whatever. Like, just like, no, 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 I'll no. I'll tell you now, I'm, I'm not coming to your gig at the bar, <laughs> wherever that bar happens to be. Yeah, which I'm, I'm pretty sure is like at least 2,000 miles away from me, right? Yeah, like, so it's, it's like we appreciate it. Completely irrelevant. Yeah. That's not exactly targeted. It makes me feel like you're not listening to The Climb if you post live show gigs in The Climb community. I don't know who that was, but I'm calling you out. And to spend a little ad dollars, do a promotion within Mm -hmm. a 50-mile radius of the venue. Most of the people in The Climb community probably don't live near that venue. So therefore, even if you were the greatest band, if you were – you know, ACDC, man, probably not going to go out of the way to get there. Yeah. Because you know what? Thing You're is, coming though, to a town near me. <laughs> usually on Thursdays, we have the gig alert post. That's and right. you can post your gigs under there. So live and in person or streamed, it doesn't matter. So you can still scratch that itch, let people know in case they are nearby or they do want to tune in. So we give that opportunity once a week as well. So we feel you. We feel you. We feel you. But also out. the way it's going to be received is more like, man, that cat's playing out again. That's great. Yes. Right? Exactly. Like, it, it, Odds are they aren't going to be able to show up just Yeah, they're probably not going to be consumers of your music, you know? Because so they might have their own don't treat it like that yeah i'm hope there we go i'm hoping all the people (laughs) on the climb community like that's awesome i'm busy my thing you know what i mean exactly and so we want to hear about those gigs in the right place Mm -hmm. on thursdays absolutely but just in your mind don't be thinking like well i'm just gonna post here because you never know what gonna happen maybe one or two more people will show up probably not probably not yeah sorry not for love but you're gonna get some pats on the back when you put it in the right place and they'll be like way to go man that's what they're going to be yeah. thinking. Even if they don't exactly. comment or like it, they're just going to be thinking, maybe, and you're going to be a source of inspiration because they're going to be like, man, I know. that cat's playing again. I need to play again too. If he can do it, I can do it. We can all do it. And I need to get my butt back to work and get some gigs. Right. Right. And part of that is name recognition in a positive way because when you post it under the gig alert and not just in the random feed and people go there, maybe they're posting their own or maybe that it just you know shows up in the feed, then they're like, oh, cool. There's that name again. And yeah. then- because it's in the proper place and we're asking you to share that, then it's a positive uh, part of the feed. Yeah. So, and also we have the, uh, you talk about the wins. We have the new heights segment, which we post every Wednesday. And it's where we encourage you to share your music related wins for the week with us so we can celebrate together. And it's fun seeing the comments between climbers, big or small. We love them all. For example, Kevin McCann, he says playing a show for my birthday slash retirement, looking forward to it. So congratulations on your retirement and your birthday. (laughs) You got to have one. 
<laughs> before he can enjoy the other. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, there you go. <laughs> so he gets to play a gig. Okay, we'll we'll put that in the new heights. That's cool. Uh, Johnny Matt Music is taking a class in songwriting. So nice. hey, he's investing in himself. So good job there, Johnny. Love to see that. Education is can take away from you. Exactly. And we got people saying congrats to people and all this other stuff. Uh, Casey Twist says, got another cut this week. Things have been good. Thanks, Climb. Nice. Thank you, Casey. So I, I need, I need to reply that. to that and be like, I need details. Yeah. I need what details. What kind of cuts? Come on. Casey, congrats. We want to hear about it. We want to shout you out. We want exactly. to just, just want to drool all over you. <laughs> So those are a few of the new heights, few of the wins <laughs> for the week. And so we appreciate that. So if you have one that you want to share with us, please come on by the climb community on Facebook and we let everybody in. We don't keep everybody in because you got to be good boys and girls or you will get roadhouse, but come on in and uh, we can play in the sandbox together. There you go. All right. Mm-hmm. And let's make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you consume podcasts so you get all the episodes in order and you can consume them at will, but you make sure you're getting all that info in there. Make sure you leave a rating and review. Leave a rating and review. Did I mention leave a rating and review? Take 30 seconds. Leave a rating and review. We're just, we appreciate it. Does just, our hearts good? Yeah, hard to get. We want to get our visibility. More. Yeah. And uh, finally, yeah. man, the best thing you can do, honestly, tell a friend about it. You mm. know who my hero is on this? Who? Is that cat that you wrote the song with, man? Oh, uh, Patrick Adams. Patrick Adams. He's always like, yeah. just like, I just found episode 130. This is awesome. Like, you know, and he's telling people <laughs> that in the clown community, which is cool. But <laughs> yeah, I also know he's telling is- people about it on his feed, you know. And it's not because you're promoting us. I, you know, listen, but when people start to listen to this, they get it and they binge it. You know, Johnny Matt mm-hmm. Music did that. I think he just announced mm-hmm. he finished all the episodes, although uh, we still got to put the first 50 up. That's going to happen <laughs> over the you're summer. Gonna, there yeah. was a there was an issue of putting them over, and I've got four interns coming in for the summer, so that's going to be a job that somebody's going to have. But nice. it's not about promoting us. It's just about, hey, man, if you're getting something out of it, there's no way you're spending this amount of time with us if it's not bringing value to you. And we do not take that lightly. We're very grateful for your time and very grateful for your attention. But we just want you to tell other people about it so we can help them too, right? That's right. That's right. All right. So, so let's let's put the spaghetti into the machine here. Um, six different killer video content ideas. Yeah. I mean, consistency is the key to branding on a digital platform. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, before the podcast, we spoke about uh, we did an episode, I think, on an article in Music Business Worldwide entitled The Death of the Artist, Mm -hmm. where the industry was, for want of a better word, complaining that consumers were engaging in connecting to a great song that was in a playlist, but they just weren't connecting to the artists. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, I agreed that this information, that article is accurate, but also preventable. I mean, the labels are creating this problem because they're uber focused on streaming. They're mm-hmm. uber focused on streaming because that's where they're currently generating all of their revenue. So it makes sense. So the labels still haven't gotten their head around really honoring the digital platform, as we say. Mm-hmm. So once again, I see this as a small crisis in the music business. Consumers aren't connecting to the artists. The Chinese word for crisis, once again, made up of two characters, danger and opportunity. Mm-hmm. The danger is somebody wrote an article saying, is this the death of the artist? Is the artist going to be over? And there's the clear and present danger. The reality, mm-hmm. the opportunity is no. It's just that they're doing it wrong right now, but they're chasing what they need to chase at the moment, right? So it's, I think it's a natural evolution, but... You just don't see much or if any video content being pushed out via paid traffic to music consumers, social media feeds, mm-hmm. right? You just don't, you just don't see a lot of that from the labels at all. It used to cost a label a boatload of cash, which we talked a little bit about the beginning here to, to make a video for MTV or CMT or BET. You know, so they bring in like Wayne Isham, right? Was the big rock guy somewhere between 60 grand to, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars if you're Michael Jackson, right? And Mm -hmm. MTV always worked in the red, so to speak. That was the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, saying MO, saying MO. They never, quote unquote, made any money in the days when they were doing just music videos. So they never paid a penny in sync fees or royalties like terrestrial radio did to the artists. Hmm. 
but the labels let it slide because the video platforms were so powerful and effective at generating record sales mm-hmm. that they just didn't, it wasn't worth the fight. They didn't want to rock the boat. Yeah. And so that mode of thinking is one big, huge platform, one big, huge, is worth one big, expensive video. And it was proven time and time and time and again to work. I just thought of a joke. I got I to put this out. It's going to bug me. Okay. Dire Straits. Uh-huh. Money for nothing. Yeah. You know, I want my MTV. It's more like nothing for money. Nothing for money. That's right. <laughs> Coming from MTV, you get you nothing for money, but you sell CDs. That's the way you do it. <laughs> that just happened. So, all right. Anyway. That was good. <laughs> not enough coffee, not enough sleep. So what if, uh, you know, the, the stuff that keeps me up at night is what if the labels put that same kind of cash that they would put into making a big, big Wayne Isham kind of video mm-hmm. into promoting the much less expensive video content for their artists, or, you know, to promote that content right into the hands of their artists' current fans and new audiences, cold audiences, right, to continue to mm-hmm. grow and to keep that artist's content in their face. Why do we connect with these artists? Because we kept hearing the music over and over and over again on the radio and they had it in rotation on your favorite music channel. And now in the same way that you can, um, you remember how episodic television used to be like you'd have an hour long drama. There's a beginning, a Mm -hmm. middle and an end. And that's the end Mm -hmm. of the episode. And then next week, completely different story. Right. Yeah. There's not this through line that goes through all and where you just really need to binge them all. You can drop in, drop out. It's cool. I caught an episode this season, two episodes. Exactly. And that's the way that music videos were. But now how do you see Hollywood has changed? I mean, they're doing shows like Bosch or um, was it Game of Thrones and, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that, where literally the storyline takes the whole season. Right. Yeah. And and continues. So so the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There you go. I mean, it's episodic. It's a series of 20-something movies and now, so far, two TV shows with a bunch more on the way. And it's all part of this grand narrative. It's episodic. Yeah, kind of. You can drop in and drop out, but you sure get a lot more out of it if you watch the whole shebang. Exactly. And like with Bosch or with Game of Thrones, you don't want to miss that episode it's a link to what's happening next the next one and you don't want to miss that and it's all about the story but because the way the writing works right because instead of having to tighten it put it all in one neat bow in terms of one hour they can stretch it out let's say over you know 19 or 20 episodes Mm -hmm. you have much deeper character depth there's lots of things that you have plenty of time to get to in the writing to deepen those characters or in the video shoots or you know there's lots of things you can't you can't, I mean, what's the biggest complaint about movies when they make a movie about a book is, ah, oh, well, the book was better. There's just so much more detail because they've only so got much, yeah. two hours to make that happen. And mm-hmm. here you could take a book and put it into a series or a limited series mm-hmm. of eight, 10, 12, 14, 16 episodes and recreate it and be brilliant with it. Right. So mm-hmm. you can be as creative as you want to be. Anyway, the point is, is you just got to think about it differently on the digital platform. And you can take advantage of the opportunity here on a smaller scale, obviously. You're not going to be spending, you know, 60, 80, 100 grand, 200 grand on Mm -hmm. your paid advertising yet Mm -hmm. in the beginning. But what you're going to need to do from the very beginning is honor the digital platform. You're going to need consistent content on your consumer's feed so that you stay top of mind. And I'm talking like four or five pieces of video content for each release. Mm -hmm. And during your promotion phase, at least one release every month. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about promoting one single on a digital platform, you've just, you've already lost. You've already blown it. You've missed the boat. So this requires a lot of work, a boatload Mm -hmm. of pre-planning, but it can be done on the cheap, be done with iPhones. Your Mm -hmm. iPhones will shoot once again in 24 frames per second in 4K. Mm-hmm. If you don't have some sort of minor skill set at editing video content in iMovie or in Premiere or in Final Cut Pro, shame on you. Yeah, I mean, it's not that hard. Matt Klein and I did all his videos back in like, what, 2012 on a you know, laptop with just yeah. iMovie. 
I freaking and love those videos. They hopefully have a charm to them. <laughs> they're not they're not high budget. Uh, I don't know if they're high concept. It depends on the one, but hopefully they have a lot of charm and personality because they're comedy videos. They do. Yeah. yeah, that was just going out with. I think at the time I had a flip cam. Yeah, just shooting video, driving around or whatever our concept was, or at his house or whatever, and then just editing and trying to sync it up. Which well, that was a bear, but so eh, much easier now when you know what to so do. Much, yeah. Yeah. And we learned. and Yeah. It's so much easier now. And the other thing is all this knowledge that you can do with the tools you have right now, right, is available on YouTube. You just, you got to ask YouTube. And I'm going to mm-hmm. give you a couple different places, a couple different sources to go to today on this stuff. But how to make that music video interesting, lighting, we've talked about that in a past episode, mm-hmm. but your shot choices, how you're going to shoot it to tell the story. And th- these are things that if you just watch, if you spend one hour of your day in your upcoming artist career and look at that, it's like, oh, oh, yeah. Then you go back and you spend the time when you're wasting time watching TV and watching mm-hmm. movies and watching television shows. And then you start to, oh, now you can't. I've had a couple of climbers just email me, reach out and just be like, thanks a lot, Johnny. After that lighting freaking episode on a podcast, by the way, they're like, now <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to be able to enjoy the movie the same because they're still like <laughs> looking at the light and the different shots. And, are they shooting from the dark side or the light side? And how are they, you know, and, you, and now all of a sudden you're starting to pull it apart like you would pull apart a mix Yeah, on the radio. It becomes more three dimensional to you and you start to see the craft behind it and it sort of pulls back the curtain on that and you're in, you know what I mean? But being able to do that to your videos is huge. And it just takes, you know, a modicum of understanding of how the platform is consumed to make this happen. And, you know, the cost of that stuff goes down the more videos you do, at least the cost per video, right? You're like, Oh, I got to buy $200 worth of gear or whatever it is. I don't even know. It depends on what you need Uh, for a video. No, it's for like a thousand videos. Yeah, that's right. Next couple of years. It's an investment. So, it's not that's a like cost. a dollar video. Okay. Yeah. It's, it, there you go. Yeah. There you go. And if you're putting out the kind of video content that you need to be putting out, man, that cost is going to go way down real fast because you're going to yeah. use it. But even with an iPhone, like if you're broke mm-hmm. and you spend a few hundred bucks on lighting, there's a video link that we had in the lighting episode to some cats that lit a scene. It wasn't brilliantly lit, but they lit a scene without any lights. No, they did have yeah. a couple few hundred bucks worth of stands that they did <laughs> mention because <laughs> those stands aren't cheap. You know what I mean? But yeah. those little things that just grip on and, and direct the sunlight into the window mm-hmm. and onto the back wall and that kind of stuff to create the depth they wanted. But it's not rocket science, but you know what it is? It's super creative. And mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of artists, man, I remember in the 80s, a little side note, like Michael Jackson, like Tom Petty, where mm-hmm. they got so into the video making creative process mm-hmm. and did some really, really cool stuff yeah. that they had to create a whole brand new video award at the MTV Music Award, <laughs> the Video Vanguard Award. This cat's doing the killer music videos today. Yeah. And and I mean, George Michael directed a bunch of his own videos. Hmm. They just got so into it and just found it to scratch that artistic itch in a profound way. They dug it, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're going to get there too. And bottom line is if you do work with somebody else, you're going to know so much more that you're going to be lethal, right? You're going to be like, no, let's yeah. do this shot. Let's do that shot. So here's the deal though. This is what it means to you. When you have a killer recording of a killer song, with consistent video content to back it up, you're going to generate interest. You're going to generate momentum. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's, we're just assuming here that it's getting in front of new eyeballs. Okay. Right. So that's up to you to do that. I recommend digital marketing, but you know, sometimes it can happen virally. And if that's your play, mm-hmm. God bless. But keep in mind here, we're talking about creating all this content, but then you've got to promote it. You've got to push it out there. You've got to put it in front of eyeballs of people who haven't seen you before. So that they're like, oh, this is kind of cool. And that's how you yeah. grow this. But when you do that right, it doesn't even take a whole lot of money. Like with the Lala Deaton video that we did, I mean, we spent $1,053 promoting that. She's up to 94,000 mm-hmm. views on YouTube 
which is greatly reduced by YouTube, I promise you, because this particular song was a pop song, but it was political and it mm. wasn't the kind of politics that YouTube likes. So they throttled it down. I mean, I've got proof of that multiple times where I yeah. saw it with my own damn eyes. So it was way more than that. But even at 94,000, that's great. And especially considering we didn't drive any traffic to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Right. And then she's up over 8,000 streams on um Spotify and we didn't drive any traffic to Spotify, you know? So Mm -hmm. the campaign lasted three weeks during the summer of last year, still generating traffic today. Still, it just keeps climbing. It just keeps climbing. Why? Because people are listening to it over and over again. Now that's a thousand dollars, right? If we spent 10,000, it would have been 10 times that much. Yeah. But probably not on YouTube because they would have throttled it down. But (laughs) (laughs) anyway, so this works for, generating the, uh, the the traffic that you want and the interest that you want. And that was just, by the way, that the, the Lala Deaton thing was one video. Mm-hmm. It was just the music video and the song. And the song is killer. It's super competitive. Lala's an, an amazing artist, an incredible writer. The recording is fantastic. I shot the video. It's pretty good for super low money. Mm-hmm. And it did the trick, obviously, because it's doing that. So... So what I'm talking about is you want to be thinking, I mean, you might be thinking like four or five different pieces of video content for the same song Mm -hmm. is spammy, right? Or maybe too much. But explain to me the success of TikTok. (laughs) Yeah. This is why TikTok works. It's the same hook over and over and over and over again with different video content. Yeah. So your brain as the consumer doesn't say, I know how this movie ends, and it keeps watching and right. listening. That's a great point. Yeah. You know? Because so, you'll hear the same song ad nauseum, but a different person is doing the dance to it or it's served up in a different way. It's right. twisted a different way because of the visuals on it, and so it doesn't nearly get as old. That's right, like Old Town Road, mm-hmm. because it was such a good hook. It just yeah. it just kept going. And, and it's it bite size. Yeah. It was bite size. That's right. That's right. And the whole song's bite size, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like two minutes or whatever. Yeah. So the question here is like the reason you want to have all this content, guys, is I can't overstate this enough on this podcast is how do we get to seven? Right. Remember that the way that terrestrial radio worked and is the same way that advertising works and the same way that political messaging works and the same ways that lies work, right? When you, mm-hmm. you need to hear it, a human being needs to hear the message seven times before it becomes subconsciously recognizable. You know, Brent, complete the sentence for me. Like if you tell a lie seven times. It becomes the truth. It becomes the truth, right? right? Even to yourself, this is how we tell lies to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that number keeps coming up over and over and all this is real. So this is why rotational format programming worked with a captive audience because there were only two choices to listen to music before the internet. You listen to what you owned, what you bought already, or you listen to the radio. They mm-hmm. had the luxury of pounding the same content, i.e. the same song over and over and over into your head. And it's very easy to get to seven spins per consumer. Mm -hmm. And when you go beyond that, and then that song becomes a snapshot of that summer, of that fall of your life, and you don't forget it. But, I mean, just as a consumer of social media, when was the last time that you watched an amazing, completely satisfying piece of video content more than two times in your feed? Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. It doesn't happen. I mean, you, maybe you mm. watch it one time and you're like, oh, my God, this is great. And then it shows up again organically a, a week or so later because another friend of yours shares it. And maybe you watch it twice. But after that, your brain just says, I've already seen this. Mm-hmm. And since on the digital platform, you, the consumer, decides what you're going to watch, you move on. Right? So how do you get to seven on the digital platform? Consistent and different video content. So here's a few different video content creation ideas and strategies to help you become more professional and drive up your traffic. And I highly recommend that you make all this content, you know, for what works for you and you do it for each release and that you don't do one release at a time. I mean, you you have to release one song at a time, but you have you know, a three or four song at least release strategy. Mm -hmm. That means like four or five pieces of video for each one of those songs and you're pushing that out, right? And hopefully Mm -hmm. you've got a little bit of money to put in there to promote it with. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you're still thinking in your head, Johnny, this is the dumbest thing I've ever had. Who's got that kind of money to afford all that video content? Then you're still... Thinking like Michael Jackson. Yeah, you're in the old paradigm this is not the old paradigm i mean the chain smokers most of their music videos they did for free Mm -hmm. their biggest music videos the closer lyric video has over a billion views maybe two billion now that one wasn't free they had to rent a range rover because it's in the song the brand name of range rover is in the lyric of the hook and so they rented one because they didn't have one so they rented one That's the only cost, right? The hope video they did in their living room. I mean, it's just about being creative with the good content. So this video content doesn't have to cost you hardly anything. Hey, climbers, welcome to some help. That's right. We want to turn you on to a professional service by our sponsor, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp. Listen, as singers, songwriters, and artists, our greatest strength is sometimes our greatest weakness, and that is our emotional intensity. Listen, it helps you create great art, but it can also torpedo not just your career, but your life. And we don't want the bad stuff. We just want the great art. We want your emotions to be a source of help, not hurt. And that brings us to BetterHelp.com. Sorry, guys, it's not a crisis line. This is not a self-help line. This is a professional counseling service that's done securely online. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. And as an artist and as somebody who deals with artists, the licensed professional counselors that they have, the stuff they specialize in, I'm going to read you just a quick little list. I've had to deal with all these at one point or another, either myself or with other artists. So this is real stuff. Depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trouble sleeping. A lot of us have had traumas, anger, family conflicts, if LGBTQ matters, grief from loss is something, a loved one maybe. And and just about every artist I know, I don't, I don't think I know one that doesn't secretly have a little self-esteem issue going on. So here's somebody you can talk to. That's right. And you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. So you don't have to wait long to start talking to somebody. Also, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is great. I'm always happy to see that. And the service is available for clients worldwide, meaning you don't have to just find somebody local who understands you, but that you might run into at the grocery store. You can find counselors worldwide. So it doesn't matter where you are. 
That's right, guys. If you want to dig down a little deeper on this, there's a ton of testimonials that you can research that are on their website at betterhelp.com. And this podcast is just because we want you to win. We don't want this stuff to get in the way of your artist's career. So if this can help, then we want to help you help yourself. So as a climber, you get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash songwriter. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash songwriter. The more you get into this, I think you're going to become a little bit of a gearhead with some of the photography stuff, mm-hmm. some of the videography stuff. But again, like you said, Brent, it'll, it'll be an investment, you know. Now, do all these need to be the complete song? Like these seven different ways you serve it up, do they all have to be the whole three no. minutes and 20 seconds? No, no, no. In fact, we're going to talk about that now. So, all right, good. So, let's talk about a visualizer video. A visualizer video is when you add audio visualizers to your video content. So, what's an audio visualizer? If you've ever seen, and we've been inconsistent about this, but when Brent has been the one to do this, when Brent puts out the, what's the podcast? thing called the, the recast the recast yeah yeah and it has like the bars that the, show the sound the sound waves kind the of sound thing, waves like and the, stuff yeah. yeah so that's taking an audio visualizer and putting it on in that case it's like a, a, a static image but we you put mm-hmm. it on video content right we can do that yeah. too so there's a great app for this i'm going to turn you on to it's called veed v is in victor e is in edward e is in edward d is in david veed.io is a great way to make these. It's completely user-friendly, customizable. There's three pricing tiers. There's a free tier. It just comes with a watermark. There's uh, 12 bucks a month, which comes with no watermark. And then there's a pro version, which you don't even need to worry about because you're a single artist. But mm. you can make this piece of video the whole song, to your point, Brent, or just the hook or maybe the first verse in the chorus. You can work it in different ways. And there's other creative things that you can do. If you just go and search on YouTube for visualizer videos, you'll see that people do lots of different things that just sort of is supposed to almost maybe be a little hypnotic, Mm -hmm. whatever you're looking at, but you're just, so you're sort of focused on looking at what you're looking at, but you're listening to the song at the same time, Mm -hmm. right? If that makes sense. So this doesn't necessarily be content that you shoot. There's probably some pretty cool video content out there that you can get from some killer services that you might be able to like purchase a license for and use. Kind of like stock video. Yeah, but like they have like really good stuff now that you can get like space video, you know, Mm -hmm. like underwater video. I mean, I could sit and watch surfers in the pipeline in Hawaii just (laughs) for hours, you know, I'm like – Look at that. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. But it just kind of depends on what your content is. Oh, oh and some, some of them are just like graphic stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. So, but, you know, I recommend diving in, taking a look at some of this stuff and, and, and seeing what you think. The next one here, number two, teaser video or like a mini video. So when we were talking about some different teaser concepts that we could use with one of my artists, she sends me a link of this artist named Ian McConnell. I'm going to put Ian McConnell's link to this video in the show notes. I think we've talked about this before in the show, but this is the song called Casual. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And this is a redheaded artist. He's a ginger, and he's got a suit shirt, like a business shirt with a tie and a suit jacket on. And he's got some headphones in. It looks like his monitor bud, not earbuds, but like his monitor, mm-hmm. his in-ears in. And he's just standing in broad daylight in the middle of a cul-de-sac. And he's just kind of stretching out his quads. But you're only seeing him from the cowboy shot, which is like from the waist up. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the camera just pulls away and he just starts running. And you realize he's wearing boxer shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm not even sure what kind of shoes he's wearing because I'm just so – but it was just so he's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting to watch. And he's following the camera running down the street of the neighborhood singing to the song. But he gets like the first verse, first chorus. And then he just stops and grabs his knees and sort of bends over and like waves it off. And then that's the end of the little it's called a, like a mini video or a yeah. teaser video. Right. But the thing that's brilliant about that is, first of all, number one, it's a teaser of the song that's coming up and he really honors the digital platform here because it's all one shot. There's no edits. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, very easy to shoot. 
Okay. Yeah. Because they're running, like there's no, sometimes if you're outside and there's no clouds and it's too bright, you need some diffusers mm. over the top of the people that are out of the shot, fuse that yeah. sunlight and soften it up a little bit. He's got none of that happening, I think, overhead that I can remember. So they probably chose a somewhat you know, cloudy-ish day mm -hmm. where the clouds provided that softness. But because they're running, there's no truck behind them with the, <laughs> yeah. e e e this is like a low-budge production, man. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's one shot, and I'm willing to bet that they probably did it in one take. I mean, yeah. it's just so uh, spur of the moment, but so visually fascinating to mm -hmm. watch because it's just one total shot. So, you know, when you're making this stuff, you want to make your shots interesting. Consider how your audience will consume the content. Next piece of content, static image video. Mm -hmm. And this is where the, the audio simply plays to a static image of your single artwork that you're coming out with for this particular song. And you can also sort of combine the static image video with the visualizer video if you put mm -hmm. that moving audio visualizing with the audio bars or whatever over that and you know back to Veed, there's all kinds of different customizable ways you can do that so it can be a circle it can be like a circle around your face if that's what's in there it can be a long bar along the bottom where it's all the, the they have all different kinds of ways to show mm -hmm. what that audio is doing kind of which is just pretty cool cool and once again it just supposed to hypnotize you a little bit and you're listening to the music and once again it can be the entire song or it can just be a little hook right mm -hmm. third piece of video content that you could or fourth piece of video content you could use sorry number four could be acoustic or stripped down version of your song video right like a performance mm. video and you know if you were my artist and you can slay with your voice there's some artists that can just make it all work with an acoustic guitar piano and a single vocal mm -hmm. because they can sing the phone book and make you cry this is a good option but there's plenty of artists that aren't like that. Huge artists, you know, J-Lo mm -hmm. or um, Kenny Chesney, you know. Yeah. These people can sing the phone book and make you cry, but they're massive artists. I'm not taking anything away from them. But if you're that kind of an artist, then probably not a good option for you, right? Yeah. But again, you know, the idea is you're coming out like one week with – video piece number one, one week video piece number two, one week video piece number three, right? It's that kind of a thing to build up to the drop date of mm -hmm. your single. Number five is your proper music video. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, you know, I want to encourage everybody to learn to shoot these correctly, right? A little more sophistication is what you need. Everybody's first video just really looks like their first video, because they've spent exactly zero time researching how to shoot a video. Mm -hmm. They just turned the camera on and stood up on a little stage and started playing. And it looks really cheap and boring because there's not all these different cuts right. in there. Learn about all the different kinds of shots. The cowboy shot, the close-up shot, the super close-up shot, the wide shot or establishing shot, the parallax shot where you're moving around. So it looks like you're focused on the subject, but the background is changing because you're the camera's going like in a circle mm -hmm. around the subject, or in this case, the artist. The panning up shot, the panning down shot. These are all things that you can research online. There's plenty of free information. And generally speaking, you want to take at least five different kinds of all the shots that there are. You want to shoot it the five different ways so that you can edit those in. And that sort of helps tell the story. Like, Instead of just shooting a big wide shot of somebody getting into a car, turning on the car, and then taking off, you shoot that big wide shot of them getting into the car. You shoot a close-up shot of that door opening from the ground level, and you just mm -hmm. see like below the knee with them getting in the car, and then a, a super close-up shot of them putting the key in and turning the key. Now we're very clear visually that they're getting into a car and turning on the car, and mm -hmm. then maybe like a drone shot of them driving away, right? Yeah. Or a wide shot of them driving away. It's that kind of a thing. But those right there, we talked about an establishing shot, a close-up shot, and a super close-up shot. You can see it in your head. Way yeah. more freaking interesting than that. You know, now, what if you add a parallax shot to that, right? What if he gets in, he turns the key, and as he's putting the car into gear, your camera is moving from the driver's side window all the way around the front of the car and to the other side, and then he drives off. 
Mm-hmm. It can be something like that. So it's just a different way to think about it. So some places to check out on YouTube that have, some of these have paid content, but they also have free content. You just have to look for it, but I'll put this on your radar screen. Parker Wallback is one. Think Media is the second one. I believe Think Media was the one that had the, like the 10 minute tutorial on how to light a shot without any lights. And then Potato Jet is another one, real basic, basic kind of, the Potato Jet's more on the basic level. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got a course I bought for like, I think I bought it for like 40 bucks or something. And Mm. I didn't need to, like I I was already past (laughs) that. (laughs) So I didn't really learn anything from that. But if you don't know anything, that could be a really valuable 50 bucks to spend on an education and kind of learn that stuff. Number six, the lyric video. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a number of different ways that you can do this. I mean, Fiverr.com has a couple of places you can go to with lyric videos. Um, what was that uh, called? Fiverr. F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use a number of different apps. I didn't research any of these apps, but I mean, if you just go looking for lyric video stuff, you can find it. And mm-hmm. another way that you can really do it is create your own. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can use... Um, Again, you can use some stock footage or something where you're putting different stuff or you can shoot stuff yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not that difficult to animate the lyrics over the top of what the Chainsmokers did for the Closer video. They just shot this footage up and down the California coast and a Range Rover with this couple that were closer, right? They're, clo- they're mm-hmm. kissing. They're totally in love and they're having this beautiful – the wind's blowing in their hair and it's definitely the California coast. And – it has a billion views, you know, because the song was killer and that couple in the California coast doesn't suck to look at mm-hmm. when you're watching the video. So I shoot my own. We just kind of did a killer one. I'll turn you on to a little trick with one of my artists. I had another artist that I work with come in because she had really amazing penmanship. And I had like a blank, what you would use for if you did like the artist way or something, you had to keep a journal book, I guess, that's mm-hmm. hard covered and there's no lines in it. Mm-hmm. And it has like that nice little ribbon to for your place or whatever. And yeah, the artist I worked with, we did a lyric video for a cover song. She's doing a cover to start off her campaign, right? We're doing two covers to lead up to her original song. And we're doing all this content for each one of the covers as well. But it was a lyric video for the phrase, how to save a life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is like a really sad song. And we kind of did something cool. I mean, the artist was like, can you make it so that it looks like when she's writing in the journal that she's crying on the page. Can you make teardrops happen? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so initially I'm like, well, how the hell are we going to do that? So, and f- the first thing I did was just brought some eye drops in yeah. and I had a blue light on. So it was like really moody. Cause it's a really sad song and, and blue light on it. And then when we dropped the water on there, the camera didn't pick it up. You know what I mean? It just didn't work. And so we're like, oh my God, what do we do? And then I was talking to the artist on the phone because she wasn't at the shoot. It's just me and my handwriter and a camera. And she was like, man, what do we do? Like uh, food coloring. I was like, okay. So we go to the store to get food coloring, to get black food coloring, right? So it would look like mascara Mm -hmm. teardrops, right? And then, you know, it just took a couple iterations of that. I mean, the first one was like way too black, right? Because we learned... And by the way, they don't sell black food coloring. You have to mix it. So that's another interesting thing. So yeah. we've got a whole little, you know, like meth chemistry factory only. Going it's on. for, yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a chemistry set to try to create this. And then finally, we just kept watering it down and watering it down and, and, and testing it until it worked on camera and it looked cool. So like when it would splat the right way that it would have color in there and you could see it. Mm-hmm. And then, fun fact, we went and found a lyric video for the song. And this artist had structured the song the same way. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty close to the same tempo, but she did a very stripped down, like acoustic version of the song that was professionally recorded. And on YouTube, you can slow down the YouTube mm-hmm. to like 25%. And so that was with the lyric video. We just had an off camera. We had an iPhone set up. So she could read the lyrics and write them and write them fast enough, but at a slow enough speed where her penmanship was still good. Yeah. And so then we did that. And then when I synced it to the song, I just sped it up times four. Yeah. And it was like right on the money, man. It looks like really cool. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but, you know, that took a couple hours in the afternoon, mm-hmm. maybe three hours to do it. And it would have been less if we didn't have to create the chemistry set and all that. Right. But I, at the end of the day, I think it boiled down to like the third take was the one 
that we nailed it on and got mm-hmm. everything. It looks really cool. So I'll try to put a link cool. to that up in the show notes to check that out. But it's just be creative, right? Like come up with yeah. different ways and just watching somebody write at fast mm-hmm. speed with a good penmanship. And that's a real shot is it's interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting. I remember one thing I did. So years ago, I mean, 2010, 11, something like that. I don't know, maybe 2008. I, you know, I was messing around going, I oh, make some videos for some stuff. Buddies of mine were, cutting or whatever. And so there's a song that I wrote with Anthony Orio and Matt Klein that Anthony cut called uh, When I Can't Love You, mm-hmm. you know, big rocking song. And the whole thing was, you know, when I can't love you like I want to, you know, it's just like, yeah. it's ticking I've me off. It's this aggressive. Yeah. yeah. It's this aggressive thing. The second verse talking about car stacked up on this highway and he yep. just wants to get home to his girl, yeah. you know? <laughs> and I was just goofing around. So I had my, again, at the time, the flip cam and I just, propped it up on my front windshield on the dash there, he uh-huh. record and drove home. Oh, so I was on yeah. 440 and 40 and, you know, whatever, driving out to the house. Yes. And so you got the traffic going by. And so I got, I don't know, 10 minutes of footage or more. And then when I got in, I just sped it up. Yeah. And synced it to the song. I didn't have to sync it. I just put the song over it. And it was right. interesting because it's, you know, you just like sped up, fast forward, going through traffic. And yep. I wasn't driving fast. I was just driving. But you speed it up and it gave it this sense of urgency, of frenetic energy. And the whole thing is like, when I can't love you, it's this big rock thing. Uh, just messing around. And, and it cost zero. And it was yeah. just something that would be interesting because it's always changing because there's traffic around you. and It's interesting you know, to watch. And it kind of made sense for the song. Like he's trying to get home. Yep. Just stuff like that. It was fun. Yeah. You know? No, that's brilliant. I mean, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, what, why can't that like- be like a 15-second clip of part of the course yeah or part exactly. of the, verse, or the whole thing or whatever or just part I always of the video talked about like weave in how could you make a video if you put like a gopro on your dog and, mm-hmm. and walk him around the city yeah <laughs> you know so it's always like from the dog's point of view or whatever and you just yeah. see like that's just an interesting angle that you're not gonna see or what and if you put what your like, song you, is yeah what if you put your iphone on you can go borrow a, um what, what do they call those uh like the UPS guys use them, the cr- the, the cart, you know, it, it's, it's oh, the dolly, the, the dolly. Yeah. You put it on a dolly. Mm-hmm. Right. And you just sort of roll around and you take all these time-lapse shots and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can make like really cool footage that would catch somebody's eye and you can sync lyric videos to it. You can sync depending yeah. again, depending on what the story is. I know? remember uh, my guy used to write with John Pierce. So he's, he's a hit songwriter and did some artist stuff too. And I remember him shooting, it was like black and white. And it was like, he was sitting at a, at a table at his house or something. It kind of looked like a bar or whatever. And just sitting there and you, you didn't see his head. You just like chest and kind of part of his chest, you know, with the table. And he had a big glass of beer and the song was playing. And every once in a while, I'd just lift up and come back. There'd be less beer in it. So it just, for some reason, it was, you know, the music was good. And of course I knew him. So it was a little more interesting, but there wasn't much going on, but it's every once in a while, he's just drinking a beer, but you like, you would go off frame a little bit and come back with less in it, you know? And for some reason that was like, I wonder how much less is going to be in there this time. And it keeps you drinking a beer to this song. And the song wasn't even about drinking beer. It was just (laughs) like these little things that were like, okay, um, yeah, so the years ago I was thinking to this stuff, but there's a song about fighting with your girl or whatever. What if the whole thing is kind of like, yeah, that time lapse of you just getting your stuff on the couch to sleep there that night? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're getting the throw pillows off and, you know, you're not paying attention to the camera and then you're bringing in like a pillow from bed and then you're grabbing a sheet and that kind of stuff. You're like, oh, yeah, you sleep on the couch tonight. <laughs> like, if it's like part of a clip. I like mean, a woman, so like many... to your song, uh, your song, a woman scorned, but except that was third person. Yeah, but still, it didn't have to be like the video. If it's just like a little bit of that extra content of going, oh, I know, I know what he's doing. Yeah, I know exactly what's you know, happening. There's so here. many ideas. Um, <laughs> They do like super simple, you know, it just, <laughs> nothing. I, just I picture like going off of that. I just picture like, you know, that meme that they have of John Travolta from Pulp Fiction, where it's taken from the scene in the movie where he's in the house to pick up Marcellus Wallace's girlfriend, mm-hmm. Uma Thurman. And he's, yeah. he's high. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she's talking to him through the intercom and he's just like, got his like long jacket draped over his arm yeah. and he's just like, like looking around and people like cut that out and put that like on a coastal 
background or in a grocery <laughs> store background. Or, and it's just like the what's happening thing. Just have that yeah. guy come out like in his boxer shorts and like a torn up shirt that he'd sleep in. And he's just looking like, okay, I've just been ousted. Yeah. <laughs> this requires no speaking skills. You just kind of like no. you know, scratch your butt. Like, I'm going to make the bed. And you're looking around like, okay. All right, I gotta figure out how to do this. I gotta, I gotta get my head together and make my sleeping regimen happen. That's great. Yeah, even if it's just like picture the couch, right? And you're not even in the shots, and all of a sudden one of your bed pillows flies in. You're just tossing your stuff on the couch from yeah. off camera. And There's your close up shot. Yeah. You know, you kind of figure it out like, oh, I, I get what's going on here. Um, so, and maybe like the pillow goes down on the couch and then a plate comes rocketing across the, the shot and shatters on the wall. You know? Yeah. That's you're in the middle of the fire right then. So, I mean, there, there's so many things, uh, you can do. So one thing I thought about the videos in the nineties when I was just like free basing CMT, right. watching it all the time. And so some things that made it some of the videos really interesting for some of the guys like Tracy Lawrence, he started doing, uh, I don't know if you remember that old show quantum leap. And yeah. so it had Scott Bakula and he was, for those of you who don't know, but anyway, he was a kind of a sci-fi week to week show, but he would somehow through the, you know, he's from the future and somehow his essence or whatever spirit got would leap back into the past to help change something that went wrong in the past. And so it was like his spirit possessing somebody to fix something that went wrong. And and every episode, they had this blue light effect, whatever, he would leap into someone else's body, and he never knew who it was going to be. He couldn't control this. He was bouncing around through space or time. But then he'd look in the mirror, and he'd see, like, who the person was. He'd be like, oh, boy. You know, and so every time it was that every it's episode like Abraham ended. Lincoln or, yeah. Or, it was all within his lifetime. But, yeah, you know, all of a sudden, he'd be in the body of an African-American woman. And he'd look in the mirror okay. and be like, oh, boy. Or a baseball player. <laughs> in the middle of a game and somebody's just throwing the heat. He's like, Oh boy. You know, and every episode ended with that stinger for the next episode where you'd be like, Oh, what's he getting into now? And yeah, so there you go. Tracy Lawrence started doing that with a series of three or four videos. I know at least where he was taking on different characters because these videos would be like little mini movies or whatever. But I don't remember how it started, but each one had kind of the quantum leap thing where you'd get a tease for the next video where he'd leap out at the end of it. And then maybe leap into something else. You're like, oh, and so it had this like little through line, like very little, subtle. yeah, subtle. But like it's, a it's like, oh, that's why he's a pirate in this one. And this one, he's in the fifties, and this one, he's in because oh, it's the quantum leap kind of thing. I remember when. So you know, is there some way to tell a bigger story, somewhat episodic yeah. but bigger story in, in some of your videos? Maybe yeah. it's just for this one song. Each of your different content has some sort of little through line. It just takes some thinking. Yeah. Travis Tritt, he had that, um, I think his first song he did this was Anymore, where he played the character of Mac, this disabled veteran who was in a mm-hmm. wheelchair. And so that was definitely heavy story video and a little bit of acting in between the verses or whatever. And so it was a big song for him and a popular video. And then he brought the character back for like two more videos. Huh. You know, it would continue the story of Mac and this other guy that was his friend and so tell me I was dreaming is one of them and then something else I can't remember. But there are like three videos. You got to know the character he was playing. He was acting. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's that guy from that other video. What's going on in his life now? He's still in the wheelchair and he's got the girl and all this stuff. And you're just telling a and it wasn't like a you know, but you just kind of follow this guy a little bit through his life, a little bit through these different songs and stories. Yeah, there you go. I mean, so to to wrap this up, see that's what I think. I think it would be interesting to tell a whole story of that over like a whole release, EP release or album yeah. release. You know what I mean? Oh, With something all else. those different episodes. Yeah. Joe Diffie. Uh-huh. So Joe Diffie, God rest his soul. He had that song, Prop Me Up Beside the Jukebox When I Die. Mm-hmm. And so the character who was dead, you know, the, the cadaver, the corpse, you know, was this guy dressed up and it was like Weekend at Bernie's. Basically, Weekend at Bernie's for this video, they had him these different places in this video. So prop me up beside the jukebox when I die. You know, Lord, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to go tonight. You know, (laughs) Uh, fill my boots up with sand, put a stiff drink in my hand, prop me up beside the jukebox when I die. And so it was just this memorable video, this Weekend at Bernie's thing. And then for like a while, that 
same cadaver, Bernie, would show up in the background of his other videos. It'd be like an Easter egg. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Joe's singing bigger than the Beatles and he's outside like a hotel pool because that's part of the video what he's singing about. Right. And the dude is in his suit floating in the pool. <laughs> and they don't do a close up. He's just in the background. It's just like an Easter egg. So that was part of the fun and gave you something to talk about. We're like, there's that dude. He showed back up. Dude, that's funny. You know, one of the first big Instagram accounts was this dude who just, I think he traveled all over the freaking world, man, or it was definitely all over the country. He was always in a different location. And it was this big, big wide shot. And he had a dog and he had to find the dog. <laughs> and everybody was looking. The, the dog was in every picture, but you can't yeah. see him right off the bat. And so you'd mm-hmm. have to like look for the dog. You know what I mean? And that was that same kind of a thing, right? Yeah, like you it, know it what of- to do. It kind of drove some engagement. I mean, that was pre-social media days, but that stuff gave a little bit of like, I wonder if he's going to show up in this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it had this other kind of narrative. It's like watching Marvel comics movie. You want to see what Stan Lee? Where's he going to show up? Where? Yeah, you like? (laughs) Oh, so and so showed up, or the Easter eggs. Oh, they mentioned Doctor Strange before his movie ever came out. Like, oh, that might be a thing. Yep. What are some things that you can drop in there? And that may be more for like the the hardcore fans or the people that are already engaged with you and they want to know what happened, but it keeps them engaged. It does. You know, know, I'm not a big fan of a fish at all, but Mm -hmm. I know that fish has a musical language Mm -hmm. that separates the in crowd from the out crowd. Yeah. So like there's a certain note sequence. I'm sure I'm describing this wrong, but there's like a certain note sequence that Trey Anastasio might play and everybody in crowd knows that they all just have to turn up and do a 180. They jump up and turn around and look at the person behind them. And you're like looking at them like, ah. <laughs> and everybody's like, what is going on? You know, because all <laughs> these people did it. And I don't, yeah. I'm out crowd. Like what happened? And you have to know, you know what I mean? So there's like yeah. a thing that you have to learn that you can do that in the form of video. And, you know, to kind of wrap all this up with our artists, we're using the lyric video. We're also using a lyric video teaser. So just a portion of that where we mm-hmm. have the lyric video just writes out the chorus, one chorus. And it was the video chorus where we got like the coolest teardrop mm-hmm. thing to happen, right? Like yeah. on that. Then we're using like a music video teaser on another week. Right. And then we're using the music video. So we started off with with just to blow people's minds, just a a gif without any sound, no logo, no song title, Mm. no nothing of the first two lines of that song from the lyric video. Yeah. So if you know the lyric, right, you're like, what is that about? It's kind of like a little tease. That's one week. Then we created the artwork for the single and we made it a square piece of artwork for the aggregate distributor mm-hmm. and then i had lexi put that into instagram and pixelate it right so it's like nine tiles yeah and so we're doing one tile each day mm-hmm. although uh, funny side note just an aside because the background is very it's very dark very blue and there's sections of black one of those tiles was just black which is like political right now <laughs> so this was like why well, didn't release the tile and lexi's like because we're going to release two of them tomorrow because otherwise it's a political <laughs> statement in the feed, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. And I was just like, oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? But then after nine days, you'll get the whole thing in the lower right hand corner. The last two tiles is the name of the song and the release date, which is June 4th. And then there is the teaser lyric video. So it's just the one v- chorus. And then there's the lyric video. So that's like mm-hmm. teaser lyric video one week. The next week, the full lyric video. The week after that, the music video teaser, the week after that, the full music video, and then the week after that, the song drops. Yeah. Right? And it's available on streaming streaming service. And you've seen everything else, and now you're going to go there and and consume it, and hopefully we'll have generated enough revenue to to, – but you'll – or enough uh, traffic to -hmm. trick that algorithm on Spotify to maybe get on a playlist. Mm -hmm. And, again, cover song, right? So, oh, I know this song. I want to hear what she did with this, right? Mm-hmm. She's kind of teasing a little bit. This is interesting. I want to see what goes on. And then we're doing another cover song after that. Same kind of release schedule, right? And then we're going to do her original. Mm-hmm. And we'll be dropping that original in August. You know sure. what I mean? And so it just kind of builds up to that. So just want to give you a little insight on that, guys. It's not spammy when it's different content. If you look at TikTok and you see how so many different people can jump on the same thing and play with it. It's different video content, not spammy. It's cool. Mm-hmm. And that's a way that you're going to keep people interesting. And that's a way to get to seven with that. Once they yeah. get that in there, they're already going to know that hook really well. So 
Anyway, that's all there is to it, guys. If you want consultation, we're available for you. Reach out at info at daredevilproduction.com. Put consultation in the subject line, and we'll get something on the books for you. Sharing experiences and, and different strategies we do with different artists, but the reality is I do different things with every different artist because it's just kind of every artist is a snowflake, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean they're very different. So they have different assets and different strengths, different weaknesses, and we try to accent the positive and downplay the negative right so that Mm -hmm. we put our artists in the best light but that's what you want to be doing with your releases guys make sure you subscribe to the podcast leave a rating and review join the climb community and tell a friend about this this podcast exists because we want you to win so keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.